Okay, Ivan, yeah. I have another question. So you asked me if I had $100,000, what would I do with it? How about you? What would you do with it? Oh, it's, to me, it's very simple. Um, Because earlier on, I mentioned about purpose-driven living. Okay, so I have many objectives myself, uh, such as retirement being one of them, uh, spare cash, uh, another one, then passive income portfolio, children's education, and... I'm saying this for myself, but I got a sense that I'm speaking on behalf of other people as well. I am falling behind, falling short in terms of all, all these goals. Yeah, so I need to do a lot of catch up. So if you give me $100,000 right now, I know exactly how much to allocate to each of these goals. I guess what I'm trying to say is that uh, I'm very clear about what I want to do with my money. Not just right now, but 10 years from now, 20 years from now. Wow, you plan even like 20 years from now. That's 30 years even. It's part of my job. <laughs> That's very good. You, you mentioned about Networth SG um, being a personalized service. So how do you actually reach out to your clients? How do I actually reach out to my clients? Uh, at this point in time, I'm quite uh, spending a lot of time on social media, okay? On Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter. Uh, basically, just to make myself uh, easily accessible. I'm hoping that for, for the listeners, for the for the viewers or people who visit my blogs, please reach out to me and let me know how I can help you. How is a financial coach that you have mentioned just now different from a financial advisor? Okay, let's define financial advisor first. He, he or she is somebody who is well-versed, licensed, trained uh, in the knowledge of financial products. That person can advise on, on the instruments to implement. And that is really what they are good at. Now, a financial coach focuses on the mindsets, the behavior, the habits of a person. I guess uh, a financial advisor can be a financial coach, vice versa, but they can be two different individuals as well. My, my own viewpoint is that it has to be both, not just about the products or instruments, but more importantly, our, our views in, in about money in life. Example of how I help my clients in terms of... Uh, I guess a personalized service will be, I, I do spend a substantial amount of time just going through a person's budget, how they spend the money because it reveals where their priorities are. Yeah, And also, like, are they disciplined enough to pay themselves first, so to speak? And a bulk of my time is, is spent with clients doing uh, coaching and just suggesting ways they can improve on uh, how they manage money as a couple, only on in rare occasions would there be a certain need to implement certain products. And that's where I can come in also. Uh, how I come in would be to tell them, based on their cash flow again, is it the right time to consider buying stuff? Okay, What do they actually need? And where can they source from? From then, at that stage, they can decide, okay, uh, should I buy from my cousin, my sister-in-law, my auntie, but, uh, or should I just, should the client just implement the policies or, or solutions through me? Because the firm I'm working with, we have working relationship with a lot of insurers and uh, investment partners as well. But at the, at the end of the day, it's really the client's choice. So my job is not to sell them the product, but to highlight to them what they need and where they can find the solution. You know, they always say that time is money and money is time. How do you as a financial advisor view money and time? Both, both are resources in a sense. In fact, there are three. Like time, money and energy. What my clients have is they have some energy. I mean, they're, they're, they're still, still quite young in their 30s and 40s. 
income wise they're okay what they like of this time and that is where i really hope to come in uh, to help them be, be somebody where they can just outsource their, their finances to i have them tidy up their accounting their budgeting and their outsourcing service of sorts lah. yeah so because that that's in my view what they really like so money time and energy i think most singaporeans are very very busy so so you come in as um, an advisor not just to do transactions with them on financial products but to also help to elevate their burdens and needs by you taking on their energy that to spend on planning their finances and you come in as an advisor also to coach them on how to have better financial habits and behaviour therefore growing their portfolio and their network, right? Yes. What do you think about investments? How young should a person start investing? As soon as possible. I, I know it sounds very cliche. Another way to put it will be how young should a person be to set goals for themselves? And if you were to look at it from the angle, even a, a one-month-old infant should have certain goals in life already. So investing is not an end in itself, but it's really a process. Okay, what, what is the objective? What are you growing your money for? And if there is a need to, to reach the objective and just putting money in the bank simply doesn't allow you to hit the objective, then yes, we need to invest. Again, just to emphasize, not for the returns or the profits, but really to increase the probability of hitting the goals that we set for ourselves. You mentioned also about paying ourselves first. Does that mean investment or it's just savings? It's just our savings in, in general, yeah. Paying ourselves first because we have to get our priorities right. Somebody who has certain credit card balances to pay for, we have to juggle between clearing all those balances, meeting those payments, but at the same time, do not forget to just keep a buffer for, for yourself as well. Saving is, is a habit we have to, everybody should have. Do you have an idea of how many months of income is considered safe? to keep as an emergency fund? I actually prefer to look at it from the expense point of view. Pardon me, but I just want to rephrase your question. How many months of expenses to buffer myself against? Then the comfortable guideline for me would be 12 months. In the past, people will say oh, 3 to 6 months uh, will be enough. Okay, The rest of it, you can, you can use it to invest. But uh, having gone through and, and seen COVID, and how certain industries and careers like, like those in the tourism uh, industry or events industry, how badly affected they are and how much time they need to transit and change their job, change a totally new career. So I, I feel that as a safe buffer, uh, 12 months of expenses will be a safe guide. Okay, so Ijin, uh, how do you, as a business owner, manage the money between business money, your own money and so on? I separate my financial bank, I mean like accounts very clearly. Um, I can't have them mixed together because it will affect the way I make decisions in the business. So if I take a lot of like personal money to pump in, of course, at the start you have capital, right? But after a while when the company start making money and then you, you really have to separate both. So I have a fixed salary that I pay myself every month from the company. So no matter how much the company is making, I have a fixed salary. So my, my accountant and even my 
uh, finance department in the company, they know exactly how much I make. Yeah, so I'm, I keep it very open because at the end of the day, like we say, right, um, if we only look at money, I think we can only get so far. But if we actually have a purpose towards um, meeting that goal, money is just a part of it. Of course, you do business, you cannot don't make money. You have to make money. But that is just a byproduct of it. I, I, I share the same view in a sense that uh, business wealth would be a component of the overall wealth that you have as, as an individual. There are some some business owners that I know, they tend to concentrate their the whole lifetime of wealth to just their business, which is might not be the, the, the wisest thing to do, for the lack of better words. So what Eugene just uh, mentioned is, is the a perfect answer to how a, a person a self-employed person or business owner should should separate in the their finances. It is part of the whole you know, financial discipline package. Okay, so um, Jin, are you looking for... You mentioned that, that you're building Little Musician to be a platform, right? So what kind of people are you looking out for? I think music is just a part of my life. But through music, I meet a lot of friends, getting to know each other to build lives together. So I actually get connected to anybody that wants to talk about work, talk about business, even talk about uh, local music. Yeah. So right now, I think I am okay to connect with anybody as long as you are hungry to learn or hungry to grow together. I welcome us into the community. Okay, which naturally leads on to the next question. How can our listeners of this uh, podcast episode reach out to you or reach out to your company? You can write directly to me at ejin at littlemusician.com. So it's E-I-G-E-N-E at L-I-T-T-L-E-M-U-S-I-C-I-A-N.com. You can just write to me. I'll reply you. Don't worry. Uh, I'll also put the contact details on the blog later on so you can just check it out. Okay, so thank you for listening. So I'm sure you have your views and comments. Please uh, drop us a comment on the various social channels and email to me or email to Ijin and, and share with us what's your opinion of this podcast episode and how we can actually help you. Okay, so that wraps up our interview session with Ijin. So thank you for listening and uh, stay tuned. Okay, bye-bye.